Hello, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Proximo Weekly Podcast. I'm Max Kalmeyer, a content manager here at Proximo, and I'm delighted to be joining you once again to bring you the top 10 stories from this past week, brought to you by our fantastic team of in-house journalists. First up, ADB and FMO have proposed $138.3 million in loans for Mazda's Bukhara Solar and Battery Storage Project in Uzbekistan. The project will comprise 250 megawatts of solar PV capacity and 62 megawatts of battery storage, along with a 220 kilovolt substation. Mazda was awarded the BOO contract at the end of 22, with a tariff of $3.044 per kilowatt hour, and is structuring the financing via SPV Nur Bukhara Solar PV Foreign Enterprise LLC. The project is the latest in a string of Mazda developments in Uzbekistan, supported by MDBs including EBRD, AIIB, ADB and EIB. FMO will be participating as a lender for the first time, committed $75 million alongside ADB's $63.6 million and JICA, another first-time lender. W Ideal and French state-owned infrastructure financier ADEME Investisment have completed the first financial closing of an investment in BW EDL projects. Following the $18.75 million investment, BW EDL owns 75.81% of the project's company. ADEME will increase its holding over time as part of an announced 40 million euro funding agreement. Adnock has announced the final investment decision and award of two EPC contracts for the Hale and Gaza offshore development project. The project aims to operate with net zero carbon dioxide emission. Hyle and Gashna are part of Abu Dhabi's Gashna concession, which is set to produce more than 1.5 billion standard cubic feet per day of gas before the end of the decade, contributing to UAE gas self-sufficiency and Adnox gas growth and export expansion plans. Over 60% of the investment value of the entire project will flow back into the UAE's economy under Adnox's in-country value programme. The first EPC contract for the offshore facilities includes facilities on artificial islands and subsea pipelines. It has been awarded to a joint venture between National Petroleum Construction Company and Saipem. The second EPC contract, awarded to Technomon, will develop the onshore scope, including CO2 and sulphur recovery handling. AEW Europe has added a head of private debt and the existing private debt business of Natixis Investment Managers International. London-based Jonathan Stevens takes up the newly created lead role and will report to AEW's European CEO, Rob Wilkinson. He will also join AEW's European Executive Committee. Stevens was previously BlackRock's Head of Infrastructure Debt for Europe and Deputy Chief Investment Officer of the Global Business. Prior to joining BlackRock in 2014, he also held senior roles at CIBC, BMY Mellon and West LP AG, having started his career at PwC. The AMC will be opening technical bids later this month for its first road project to be built under a PPP revenue model. The 1.8km road will run between Airport Circle and Indira Bridge Circle in Ahmedabad. The private contractor will be responsible for constructing and maintaining the road for 15 years in return for 15 years of advertising rights. The European Commission has approved a €106 million Greek measure to support the completion of the construction of Gastrade's LNG terminal in Alexandropolis. The agreement, under EU state aid rules, 
take the form of a direct grant and according to Gastrade, the promoter and operator of the offshore terminal, it is aimed at enabling the beneficiary to complete the construction of the terminal as planned by the end of 2023. Gastrade stated that the Commission found the measure necessary and appropriate, adding that when approving the initial public support, the Commission had already considered that the project was needed to secure gas supply for Greece and the South Eastern Europe region, and that it would contribute to Red Power EU strategic objective to achieve diversification of energy supplies and end the dependence on Russian fossil fuels. MDA has qualified bidders of a PPP concession to develop a bus rapid transit network in Saudi Arabia. Of the 43 companies that expressed interest in the scheme, three consortia, Transdev slash Nesma, ATM and Alsa slash National Express, and seven individual companies, Morventia, Sapco, ST Engineering, Hafil, Albuani, Keolis and Petromin qualified to progress through the tender. The DBFOM project involves financing, procuring and delivery of depots, rolling stock and intelligent transportation systems. It also covers the operation and maintenance of the bus fleet and collection of the fares. Anogia's subsidiary Road Island Bioenergy Facility RIBF has closed a 20 million term loan with East West Bank. The loan will finance remaining construction and commissioning of the RIBF Renewable Natural Gas Project in Johnston, Rhode Island, as well as working capital. The seven-year loan bears interest on US dollar-denominated drawn funds equal to the prime rate plus 1.25%, subject to adjustment based on a swap agreement to be entered within 10 days after closing, and a floor of 7.5%. The governments of Bangladesh and Japan have signed a loan agreement for Matabari Ultra Supercritical Coal Fired Power Project. Under the 44th Japanese ODA loan package, the second batch, Japan will extend financial support of $1.5 billion for the project. The loan terms include an interest rate of 1.6% for construction, 0.1% for consultancy services, a one-time front-end fee of 0.2% and a repayment period of 30 years, including a 10-year grace period. The 1200-megawatt project is located in Matabari under Cox's Bazaar district. The total project cost is $4.7 billion, with Bangladesh contributing TK64.060 billion, GICA providing TK43.9 billion, and CPG CBL contributing TK15.27 billion. The project implementation period spans from July 2014 to December 2026. BCI Minerals have received approvals for $96.7 million of project finance debt for the Mardi Salt project. These credit approvals are in, in addition to the recently announced debt funding approvals from federal, federal government bodies NAIF and EFA. A total of $419 million of Australian federal government funding has been approved via a $315.8 million 15-year facility from NAIF and a $103.1 million 11-year facility from EFA for the Mardi Salt project. Commercial bank funding is proposed to include $116 million 7-year construction facility, a $52.2 million cost overrun facility and a $45.1 million bank guarantee facility for bonds required under construction or operating contracts. The lending approvals for the two lending commercial banks 
for a minimum of $96.6 million will provide a part of these requirements. Now that's all from me today, but before I go, I wanted to tell you a little bit about the next Proximo conference taking place in our calendar. It's in two weeks time in South Africa in Cape Town, and we'll be uniting the export, project and development finance communities for two days of business critical content alongside unparalleled opportunities for networking and deal origination. From a project finance perspective, if you're looking to or already working in the African market, this is a must attend event. Some of the companies you'll get to meet are the likes of the governments from Guinea, Cote d'Ivoire and Angola, as well as AfroX in Bank, Africa Clean Energy Developments, Solar Group, EMEA Power, Sun Africa, Themis Energy, ATIDI, Africa Green Co, Africa Finance Corporation, Boisrie, DEG, Findev Canada, IFC, MEGA, USDFC, Electlaw, just to name a few. And it's not too late for you to join us. This is a must attend event in every finances diary. And if you're interested in hearing more, reach out to one of the team and we can discuss how we can get you there too. Have a great rest of your week and goodbye for now.